Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, While you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, this is Rick Curry. You're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! It's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 125, Alternate, for Wednesday, October 2nd, 2019. How's it going, onesies? How have you guys been doing in the last week, huh? So why do I call it alternate? Well, I'll get into that. That'll be one of the focuses of this episode. I'm going to be talking about all sorts of different things. Uh, It chapter two, um, some other things, Uh, you know, it's a milestone episode. Right. I, uh, I had to make sure it comes up there. I did an activation for Canadian blood services. Uh, I had a thing happen at the house and, uh, here's the thing. I'm gonna start right off by saying, uh, may as well get right into it guys. I, I hope you had a great week and whatnot. This one is going to be kind of like a, uh, a speed run episode, a video game term where you try to get through a game as see how fast you can beat it. It's all about just the quickest speed, not so much about the finesse or, uh, you know, <laughs> what did I say? The, the, the finesse or the whatever. Anyways, whatever. I, I'm already forgetting things. I've got like 50 different things on my mind right now. It's a, it's a, it's going to be a, a potathon for me today because I am going to be recording this episode. And then immediately afterwards, I will be episode, uh, recording episode number 126. Uh, it is Tuesday. Episode number 126 comes out tomorrow. Um, so I'm gonna get right into it. Uh, episode 125 alternate. Uh, there was actually uh, an episode 125. It was recorded. It was recorded with someone else. Uh, it was, uh, up for 24 hours. It was posted. It was up for 24 hours. Um, in the meantime, uh, since it's recording and since it's posting, the person I recorded with had a change of heart. Uh, they succumbed to the same pressures that a lot of people succumb to in today's world, which is, you know, you say stuff and then all of a sudden, well, what happens if someone hears it and what happens if, you know, I, I lose, you know, stuff or, or whatever because of it. Um, and they just said, you know, I, I just don't want it out there. So, um, normally I would just pull it and the episode would be down. And that's like, that's the thing too, right? Because this has someone else. It's not my decision. So all the people who messaged me and, and asked me, you know, Hey, why, why did you pull the episode? Um, or why did you want to pull it? Who they asked me who I offended this time? <laughs> fair, fair question. Um, I, uh, I, I don't think I did. I think, and, and here's the thing. It was up for 24 hours. It had the life of a fly. It had one day of life and then it was dead and it is dead. Unfortunately guys forever. Um, but the people who did hear it, uh, really enjoyed it. I had a lot of really good feedback on it. And, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm frust. I'm very frustrated with the whole thing, to be honest with you. Um, I, I'm not going to name the friend. The friend is a good person. And, um, and it's just a shame. You know what the funny thing is? It's like, I'm, I'm most disappointed because this is somebody who is very creative. They're very funny. Um, I, I love, spending time with them and we make each other laugh and, uh, they're great. They really are a great person. Unfortunately, um, they like me have had little reprimands in the past due to, you know, being themselves. Um, and it's unfortunate because when you see something horrible, snuffing out the, the, the creativity and the things that that most people like about you, it's just a sad thing. Um, I of course pulled an episode a while back because I actually got, uh, terminated because of it. Um, and of course this is, you know, this is the canceled culture we're in now where if you say or do anything at any point in your lifetime, um, someone will dig it up and you'll lose things because people can't take jokes or whatever anymore. So, um, some of you who already heard episode 125, there will be similarities. It's going to be much shorter. It was about a two hours plus episode. Um, then it got edited down initially because of concerns. So I spent a lot of time editing certain things and names out of it. And then when it was all said and done, it was just like, they were still uncomfortable. And I was like, just, just please pull the whole thing. That sucks. I'm so I'm most, I'm more disappointed that 
um, like myself, this person sort of gave into their fears or whatever. And, um, it, it, it made me disappointed. Um, it was one of those things where I can't, I'm not, I'm not like, I was disappointed in that person, but at the same time, well, I, I did the same thing. Like I actually, and I got threatened, I threatened. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, um, this podcast is the only thing like even stand up. I don't work on every single week, you know, I'll get little ideas and I'll mark them down, but I spend the most time working on this podcast. I've got a great audience that listens to it and is supportive and doesn't judge, right? Someone might pop in here and there and disagree with something. I say, well, that's fine. You don't know me. And like all the people on television and YouTube and social media who don't know the people that they're talking about and just want to find one thing about them and, and kind of hold their whole life up to, to one thing they may have done. Um, you guys aren't like that. And, uh, and I, I'll be honest with you, the person that I've been trying to be uh, for a long time, isn't the kind of person who's going to get mad at one person or frustrated with one person for doing something that I myself have done. So in light of that, that reflection and that recognition, I have reinstated episode, uh, that I pulled regarding myself. It is back up and it is available to you guys come what may. I, uh, I was, I was honest about how I was feeling at the time. Like I am every single week that episode exists again, and you can find it. So I pulled episode 125. This is episode 125's replacement. Um, I may have just left it empty forever and, and talked about it, but unfortunately, you know, new people that, that come along to this podcast and find it, you know, they would just be scrolling through episode numbers and go, wow, episode 125 is not there. Where, what happened to episode 125? And they would never really get an explanation. It was always my intention to put up the episode that I pulled for myself, uh, back up at one point. So it would be reinstated. Episode 125 will never uh, see the light of day because it's not my decision. Um, so having said that, um, this is its replacement, but it will be called 125 alternate. This explanation will be there. And I just want to say guys that uh, it's, um, I know the world we live in right now. And I know the canceled culture. If you're one of those people out here who like, you know, when you see something and you gotta, you want to go for the throat and you want to tear people's tear, tear people's dreams down and their lives down because of something they did 10 years ago, just know, like you're not helping humanity. All right. The whole idea, we don't have freedom of speech and I'm not making any claims that we do actually believe it or not for every Canadian likes to go around and act like we're better than Americans. Americans actually have better freedom of speech protection laws than we do. Uh, we do not have the right to say whatever we want. We can in fact be held very responsible for what we're saying. Uh, a comedian told a joke in Quebec and then was brought to court and, uh, and actually lost owing thousands and thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, um, in reparations for a fucking joke. Um, a joke about someone in the public eye, uh, of all things. Um, we're, we're at a place now where we're like, Oh, well, punching, punching up is okay, but punching down is not. And, uh, something controversial I wanted to talk about that I just mentioned. And I'm not saying that I have a position on it. I'm just saying my observation, just to clarify before someone finds this episode someday and decides to try to ruin my life with it is I was talking with someone the other day who was, um, angry because someone said that, uh, there was a girl who identified as black somewhere in the States and she, she dressed the part and everything like that. And was, uh, you know, saying that she, she felt like she was black. She was white. She was like, I identify as black. I feel like I'm a black person. And like people couldn't wait to, to eviscerate her, eviscerate her. And I thought that was strange. I really did. And, and that I just, I think it's weird. And here's the thing. I don't take, I don't take sides on any of it. But just here, my position is we're in a place now where people who are transgendered are, are, are finally um, being supported in their, their decision to, you know, make themselves on the outside match the way they feel on the inside, which I think is great. But this is what I don't like. On one hand, someone is saying, well, hey, my outside doesn't match how I feel on the inside and I want to do something that helps me, you know, uh, express how I feel on the inside and everyone supports that. And to even, to even raise an eyebrow is like, uh, you know, you get crucified and I'm not saying I'm someone who would raise an eyebrow. I'm just saying, I, I believe with that. Hey, anybody, everybody should be who they want to be as long as you're not hurting anybody else truthfully. Right. But then, so you got one person who on the outside does not match what they feel like biologically on the inside. Um, and then you have someone else who wants to be biologically on the, you know, on the outside, the way they don't feel biologically on the inside. 
And everyone's like, you can't do that. And they want to visit her. So I'm like, okay, so two people feel like they don't match inside outside. One of them's okay. One of them's not why humanity. One of them, we have countless arguments for how this isn't even a thing and blah, 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 blah. And this can be fine if that's the argument, but if that's the argument society, why are those exact same people mad at this other person who's saying, I just don't match on the outside what I feel on the inside. How can we argue that it's totally not only, Hey, is it acceptable? And we should like allow this, not allow, but you know, um, accept this. That's the A word I was looking for. You know, we should accept this. The other side is the same people going, no, it doesn't matter what you say. You are not that, but it's just, these are the problems with society. And you know what? We're still eating animals and people are still murdering, you know, other human beings and selling children into sex. Nobody cares about that. We're arguing about the dumbest, the dumbest shit. If you're doing something that doesn't hurt anybody, leave them the fuck alone. You know what I mean? I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get people, but there's people out there who, you know, want to, want to ruin other people's careers and, and find somebody who's achieving something and shred them down. It's just horrible. So you know what? I'm not going to be afraid anymore. Society, if you're going to come at me and you're going to fucking ruin my life over something, what I just talked about, someone could probably take and, and try to ruin my life with that. It doesn't matter. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I, I have listened to so many people when something new is happening, something progressive and they go, oh, these are the end times. I really feel like these are the end times. Like how much more can society do like we're at a point now where everyone's a reporter. Everyone's got a phone in front of their face. Anything you say or do can be grabbed, edited and thrown out to the universe and then judged by, by a jury of, of your peers, the people who have all day on social media. Here's the thing. I've said it before. Successful people, people who are out there contributing to society are not whining and bitching and complaining and attacking other people. They're actually out there doing something. The people who complain are the ones who can't do anything and they want to tear someone else down. That's really what it is. Uh, social justice warriors are not people who, who, you know, I want the, it's somebody who wants to look important. They, they, they want to do something that they feel makes a difference. They want to yell at people. Here's the thing. If any of these people stopped for a second and picked up a book about psychology, you would realize there's nothing you can do to change other people yelling at them. Uh, all you can do is support somebody who wants to change, but if someone doesn't want to change, they're not going to, they are not going to, in no amount of yelling, picketing, posting, blogging, tweeting, any of that stuff is going to change it. Someone who doesn't think you're right. And that's the, that's the least productive way to get someone to listen to you is to yell at them and reprimand them and accuse them and attack them. Um, they're doing it wrong. They're doing it wrong. So, um, you know, and the biggest thing is if they really like everybody should know to, Look in the mirror first. You want to be the change you want to see in the world. You can only change yourself. You can't change anybody else. So you want to see something, set a good example. I have fuck loads of people in my life who, who expect everyone else to act a certain way and completely go against their own way of, you know, I want people, why don't people act like this? I'm like, you don't act like that. Well, I can do it because it's, yeah, right. right everyone's got an excuse, right? Anyways. Okay. This is a fucking preachy ass podcast. My point being is I'm very disappointed that I had to pull an episode. I'm disappointed that it's because of fear. Um, I, I'm disappointed that somebody I, I, I care about and I think is fantastic is going to stifle their creativity and their, their stuff because they're afraid of what might happen as a result. It sucks. So I can't in good conscience, uh, I can in good conscience go at them when I have done it myself. So I put the episode back up, as I mentioned, and, uh, come what way world. Cause I, I really don't care anymore. Um, you know, if I'm not expressing myself and I'm still running around afraid, it's bullshit. I'd rather be afraid. And at least I was honest. At least I was myself the entire time. Um, yeah. So, Hey, what, what do you guys got going on? Um, I'm just going to hit every point that I hit before, just so that I'm not done. Uh, I mean, for those of you who listened to one twenty-five force, well, by the way, that's a perfect reason for you to subscribe to this podcast, because if I ever post something that has to be pulled later or changed or whatever, it is, I mean, again, my, my policy going forward is, is really, I, I don't want to be a part of that. I'm, if I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it and, and I'm going to put it up and I'm going to live with my decision, but that's, you know, that's who I am. Um, subscribe. If something is to happen, even if just something crashes or the website fails, whatever, if you're subscribed, you're, you're going to get it. The second comes out, boom, downloaded to your uh, device of choice and uh, you're in the money. So, um, having said that, anyone who listened to the way the episode before was pulled, um, for the most part, I imagine that you're just going to hear a Coles notes version of what you've already heard. So, uh, you know, please at this point, please feel free to put away your mobile device and skip to episode 126, which I hope will be absolutely fantastic. Um, so, uh, going forward in this episode, um, and I want to say thank you too, for all of my, my onesie subscribers. Thank you for, you know, 125 episodes, you know, 
that's uh that's amazing to me it's it's fun i i have spent more time and more consistent time doing this podcast than anything else in a long time um so yeah i mean uh yeah i, I got a bunch of jokes in my head but I'm not, i don't i don't think that they're anyways um <laughs> ask me message me i'll tell you what i was going to say um the milestone episode makes me, makes me really happy. I, I need 125 to exist. So that's why you guys are gonna get this uh, abbreviated, uh, one. So there's something there. And for those of you listening who never heard the other one, um, really hope that it made sense. So you guys are going to get, uh, I, I did mention, uh, in that episode that a couple of weeks ago, if you listen to episode 123, I believe I said that as soon as it was over, I was about to go see the movie it chapter two. Um, I talked about it at length in the previous episode. Um, I'm going to just make it short. I really didn't like it. Chapter two, they took a lot of creative liberties, um, that were neat, that were not in the book that were not in the mini series. Um, they added a bunch of backstory and alternate storylines that I did not feel made any sense whatsoever to the actual, um, plot. So something that made sense, they took it away and they wrote something different. Here's the thing too. The first movie was so good at, at, at adding nods to, um, the book and the original miniseries. Uh, and then the second one turns around and it makes new things up. The, the ending was different than the previous miniseries or the book. Um, uh, there was just so much ridiculous. What, a, what, a, what, a Probably for, as far as horror movies go, one of the best ensembled casts in terms of what it would cost you to make, you know, um, there were things in it that I, you know, I, I, all I can say is, you know what, you can so wait to see this at home. You can like, I would even say, I mean, Google some videos on like what, what, you know, the differences between ch- it chapter two and the movie, like, it's funny. It, it probably costs them way more for the actors then they just tear it apart. Whatever garbage. Like I, I garbage. I did not, did not enjoy it at all. Um, so yeah, I really talked a lot about it with my, my friend. I was, I was sort of talking to them about the differences and this and that. Um, they did have more nods from the book in the beginning. I would say like the first few parts were good. Um, they had, uh, this is also like uh, the last one was pretty spoilery. This one, uh, is going to be kind of spoiler free. All I can say is that they took more liberties doing, uh, rough scenes. I think I talked in the last podcast about how, um, I think that the scene from the first movie, you haven't seen the first movie by now. No spoiler. I mean, fuck you. <laughs> you got a chance to see it. Um, the first movie, that scene where Georgie gets dragged into the sewers, whatever, um, scene actually shows the bite and the kid's arm get taken off. And then this poor kid crying and dragging himself through this, through the, the rain with blood coming out of him, and then yanked into the sewer. I'm like, in terms of, I'm not saying this is the first movie to ever kill a kid, but usually when something happens to a kid, it happens off camera. You know, you'll usually, usually camera pulls in close to someone else's eyes and their, their, their eyes are all scared. And then you get the, you hear the, the gunshot or whatever it is, little, maybe blood splatter on that person's face. So, you know what happened, but it's a lot of implications as, as opposed to outright seeing it. Well, um, it chapter two, I guess that people really like that scene or really related to it. I think it was, it's like when you were watching Braveheart or, um, or shortly afterwards, Saving Private Ryan. Braveheart is the first movie that comes to mind for me where they had shy of horror movies. Horror movies been fucking with that shit for a long time. But to me, Braveheart was the first movie with a war scene that you would see people like swinging swords and maces and just come by and lop a leg off. You know what I mean? Smash someone in the head with a, with a mace or a morning star. And just like the helmet would crush down and blood would just come like pouring out of it. It was pretty graphic. There was some pretty graphic scenes, right? Someone just blade across the throat slit. Like it was, uh, it was intense. It was intense. I remember seeing, like you see a lot of war scenes. Guys will do the old sword through the arm where it looks like they've been run through. There's a lot of that, that, that stuff, the tricks stuff. again, more implied than seen. Braveheart was pretty intense. And then, you know, two years later, Saving Private Ryan comes out and it's graphic wards, war scenes, people, limbs being blown off and, you know their insides let's let's soften it their insides on the outside so people people have been used to the more like hey well we're we're showing what shit was like and it's pretty intense you're like yeah it's fucked up and it was good it was it was good and it was intense because you kind of see that it lets you know the stakes are raised well that's what happened in the first it movie right out of the gate clown rips a kid's arm off and drags him to the store sewers um immediately holy shit this thing this thing has no fucking 
you know, mercy at all. So you're watching, okay. I mean, I remember the first movie that really fucked me up in terms of some, I don't want to say really fucked me up, but, but was really fucked up in terms of like intensity was, uh, when Rob zombie redid the Halloween movies, that first part of the movie, when he's a kid and he's, and he's killing another kid, that was another scene where, you know, you don't, you hear it. It's implied it's on his face as he's just, just demolishing this kid. I'm not saying, like I said, it's nothing new that kids get killed, but just to, to see the sign of a little kid, you know, in, in Rob Zombie's movie, he's beating the, she's killing a bully, you know, a larger than him kid and older. He's killing a bully. This is an innocent little kid. Uh, it's an innocent little kid that George is. Anyways. So, uh, having said that, um, they added more child, um, termination scenes. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, more child, more child death scenes in, uh, in it chapter two, um, eliminations terminate. Yeah, whatever. I'm trying whatever I, again, my brain can't let shit go. All I'm saying is more kids die and, um, and they, and it tugs, they've done things to like make it tug at the heartstrings even more. Um, so it was kind of like, oh, that, that last scene was really intense. They're not in the book. They're not in the miniseries. This is total fluff that's been added just for the movie's sake. So real story they've taken out, they've added more other shit, um, which doesn't really add to the movie. You know what I mean? I think the whole point that Georgie died was like, like in movies, that's, that's the whole thing is you're, you're showing that, Hey, stakes are raised. This is not something that comes out and attacks adults or just, this is something that will murder an innocent child that, but that's the point of it. You don't need to keep doing it just for, Oh, it's so sad. Like anyways, um, what else? We, we bitch a lot about Pixar movies. I'm not going to do that again. Um, just as a, a little thing to some of the people who may still be listening. Um, let's fucking get on with it. What else? Oh yeah. And, uh, so I did, I did some activations for uh, Canadian blood services. So uh, just a quick little, uh, promo for them. Canadian blood services across Canada, except for in Quebec, um, desperately, desperately need blood. Uh, so please, uh, download the give blood app or call one eight 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 two donate. Um, if you've never given blood before, it's really not that bad. A lot of people that we had uh, talking to were like, Oh, I don't like needles and things like that. Well, if you look away when they put it in and tell them not to tell you, I like at my time, I was like, I don't want to, I'm not going to look. And they're like, okay. And I turned my head and they're like, okay, it's going in. Now. I'm like, well, don't fucking tell me. It's not looking at it that bothers me. It's the, the feeling and knowing. So I'm like, so the next time I was like, okay, I'm going to look away. Don't tell me when you put it in just after it's in there for a little bit, just, just go, okay, you know, you're good. And I'll just look over at it and, and you know, whatever. I don't get queasy at the sight of blood. Um, they've also done like tons of new, um, studies and stuff like that. So they actually give you water and uh, salted snacks before you give blood. And then they give you the juice and the cookies and stuff after the fact. So salt before sugar afterwards, it's really great. Uh, if you're O negative blood type, uh, you're even better cause you can give your blood to anybody. Um, it's really important, uh, gang. It really is. So if you want, I mean, it's, it's a lot, it's a big ass and asking you to take an hour to your life to, to help someone out. But, uh, but blood's needed. God forbid any of you, um, ever need blood. Um, cause people's willingness, like the, the, the willingness to get somebody to fucking, you know, <laughs> like a video or, or whatever is, is ridiculous. Um, so, you know, that task for an hour, it's like, yeah, it's like, Hey, can you, can you watch my bit? Nah, I don't give a fuck. So I don't know if you take a, an hour to your day. I mean, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're a godsend, you're a humanitarian, you're an angel. So, uh, please feel free to do that. But I did the CBS activations and a lot of them were early morning. So one of the nights, um, Jason decides to, uh, bring home a thousand people, uh, to the house at like three 30 in the morning. So, um, we had a real tough time sleeping, couldn't fall asleep. Uh, they were so loud. At one point I sent Jason a text message and said, Hey, is there any way you guys can, can just stop yelling? You know? Like I, and then I, and then I realized I hadn't asked politely. I'm a good person. I sent him a second text message saying, please, I'm not asking them to shut up. I'm not asking them to go away. I'm just saying, can you stop? They're like downstairs drunk and they're yelling at each other. Like just conversationally, you know, how drunks are right. So I just said, he sends me a one word text message says, nope. And, uh, and those, and they, and I hear him walk up halfway up the stairs. No, Josh, we're hanging out. We're hanging out. It's just hanging out. Like, okay, well I have to work first thing in the morning, you know? Doesn't care. Just goes on all night. Go fuck yourself. And here's the thing. I wake up the next day. Kamar's already up because he works early in the morning. Kamar, you know, I said to him, I'm like, fuck, did you hear them last night? He goes, yeah. And I go, I just asked Jason if he stopped yelling. And then Kamar goes, yeah. And he said, nope. And I go, well, how do you know? And he goes, oh, he showed me this morning and laughed. I'm like, so there you go. What a piece of shit. Um, so he decides, uh, yeah, yeah. Like basically not just only like if he had said the next day, like, Hey man, we were drunk. We we're having a good time. I, I just didn't think there's anything I could do to quiet everybody down. 
this happens once in a while and I'm sorry, you're going to have a, a rough work day because of it. Like that, that I could have lived with, but the fact that not only was he an asshole about it, but he was proud of it. So here's the thing, my revenge, uh, wheels start turning. I'm like, you know, cause that's, that's how men are. Sometimes we're very, uh, you know, eye for an eye we'll get you back. But here's the thing. And I've learned this over time is if you, if you do to somebody what they do to you, you know, like, oh, if they did this to me, I'm going to make them, you know, I'll, I'll give them a taste of their own medicine. That's abusive to do to somebody else. What they do to you is abusive. The healthy thing to do, the right thing to do, the most productive thing to do is to tell them how you feel. Well, I had already expressed to him what was going on. Um, my, in my head, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get even. I'm like, I couldn't sleep. I had a rough night. Uh, because of, of their actions. So I'm like, what's the best way that I can show express to Jason what I felt. And here's the thing. Jason never gets up early for anything. So to, to ruin his sleep in a, in a night would make no difference. He'll just sleep in and make up for it. So in my head, I'm like, okay, what's something. So Jason likes to come home drunk in the middle of the night and then just kind of like go straight to bed. Well, who doesn't, when you're tired and you're, you want to go to bed, who doesn't want to just lay in bed and go to sleep? But Jason's like me, he puts something on TV, uh, to fall asleep to it, to, to quiet his mental demons as I do mine. And, uh, and I'm like, well, what can I do to wreck his sleep? So in my head, I'm like, you know what? I can go and I can take the pillows off of his bed and I can hide them around the house, you know, throw one behind the couch, throw one in the basement, you know, put one out in the back porch, just like, just hide his pillows, make it inconvenient for him, you know? And then what else could I do? I'm like, well, he, you know, he's got a, his TV set up with his receiver and everything like that. I could just start unplugging, uh, <laughs> I can just start unplugging stuff from the back of his TV. So when he tries to turn it on. You know, it wouldn't work. I thought about also uh, removing the batteries from his remote. So he's got one of those universal remotes that controls everything. Just thinking, hey, you know what? I can remove the batteries from that. And when he finally finds new batteries and puts them in, he'll try to turn on the TV and it doesn't work. And he's going to try to troubleshoot one thing. Why the fuck isn't it working? Plugging the thing. So it's not, it's not plugged in or whatever. And I don't mean like I would unplug it from the power. I'd have the TV come on, but none of the signal stuff work. What the fuck's going on? They start changing. And the whole idea is that by the time you find your pillows, by the time you change your batteries, by the time you figure out what, what's going on with your TV core, it's going to be a lot of things have gone on before you've been able to go to bed. So the whole idea is just delaying his sleep like he delayed mine. He delayed mine much longer. And I honestly don't even know if he would give a fuck. If he's so drunk, he just passes out, wouldn't care. Who knows? But... That's what my, my gut instinct was, was fuck you. I'll give you a taste of your own medicine. I didn't do it. So I think the only satisfaction that I will get out of this is knowing that I told you onesies that I had a really good, I think I had a good revenge plan. Didn't do it. Cause that would have been wrong. But, uh, but I like, see what I'm saying? Like there's, there's, you know, there's a difference guys between being someone who's like neutered where you're like, oh, I never, if you never would have been that person, you know, it's hard to celebrate something you never were guys, I'm a good person. Now it's like, yeah, Billy, you've always been a fucking straight and narrow little boy scout. But the fact that I got this in me, just know that people, all right, this dragon lives within me and I'm a fucking hero. Cause I keep that dragon at bay all the time to be a better man, to be a better person. Uh, <laughs> it really sounds like I'm patting myself on the back. All I'm saying is it's, it takes, it does take work to be a better person. All right. It's not like, uh, that's why I say too, if you've always been a boy scout, you know, unless you got that story where you're like, yeah, I was a real piece of, I was a fucking rough rough, uh, person to be around. I mean, I've always been a, like, I think a good person, but I, you know, there's been times where, yeah, if, like if I get frustrated and angry or whatever, I've been a very angry person. I felt very, I've felt very, um, unfairly treated for a lot of my life. So I'm, uh, you know, I've been a defensive person. I am still capable of being, um, so yeah, and we're all fucked up, right. From our, from our childhoods, you know, all I'm saying is you straight and narrow people all the time, you know? If you, if you, if you've never really had to deal with that shit, that, or, or you're just, you're still just getting to that breaking point. No, everything's fine. No, I'm good. I'm good. Well, then you're going to, you know, climb a clock tower at some point. In fact, I don't know why they still make clock towers, right? They have one purpose only. You know, we've all got, we've all got watches and fucking timers on our cell phones have for years, right? I think the only purpose a clock tower serves is to have a nice vantage point for a sniper to start murdering innocent people. So I say close down the clock tower. Social justice boards, you want to you wanna stop the guns and stuff like that? Start closing down clock towers, right? A lot cheaper, a lot cheaper, and you might actually make a difference. Um, yeah, so uh, having said that, uh, what do we got here? Yeah, I, I did my revenge on Jason. I didn't do my revenge on Jason, but but I, I feel like I'm still capable, you know? I can start I can start an abusive revenge consultation firm, you know? Hey, uh, what should we do? Uh, well, 
makes me think of the South Park episode where Cartman's like, and then he's going to get comfortable, and then we're going to give him a chance to fucking, you know, they're going to go out, blah, 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 and then we're going to smear their walls in poop. Um, that was basically like, he had this revenge teach your parents a lesson firm and every one of his, his things was basically to smear poop on, uh, <laughs> on their parents' walls. Every kid wanted to get, oh, this message failed to send from 152 days ago. Oh, well, thanks Siri. Sorry, gang. I'm just getting ready for the sponsors portion. Get all my fucking notifications at once. Oh, geez. So here we go. All right. So this week. I decided because of the Canadian blood service, I thought my partners at portablepress.com. Oh, I didn't turn on number two. I'm going to have to turn this off. See, saving myself a lot of post-production time. So as I was saying, my partners at portablepress.com, Uncle John's bathroom readers. All right. I hadn't, didn't have my iPad charged with my thing on it. So I was like, I'll just plug it in. I've had it before where I can turn off inputs, you know, before and afterwards, but that's uh, not a thing happening today. So, um, I'm reading this week from do geese get goosebumps and more than 199 perplexing questions with astonishing answers. I chose this one here because I've always been aware that when it comes to blood, um, grapefruit or sorry, blood medication, that grapefruit is a, a thing that people try to avoid as me making all the noise in the world. Oh, I'm just trying to turn on the light so I can read guys, technical bullshit. Um, so yeah, people have always said, yeah, I can't trust them with grapefruit because I'm on blood this or that. So too much of a good thing is the article. Why is it dangerous to take certain medications with grapefruit juice? Grapefruit juice can interfere with cholesterol lowering medications, heart pills, allergy pills, antidepressants, and dozens of other medicines. But wait, isn't grapefruit, which is chock full of vitamin C supposed to be, uh, one of the healthier fruits fruits. Yes, but it is just as chemically complex as those medications. Grapefruit juice is rife with chemical compounds called uh, uh let's call it that. Otherwise harmless to humans, they're a naturally occurring defense mechanism that helped grapefruit and many other plants ward off insects, bacteria, and even some mammals. Uh, furanocumarins, Acunamacata <laughs> are found in lots of foods, particularly citrus fruits. Uh, but they're found in the highest quantities in grapefruit juice. If you're taking certain medications and then drink a glass of grapefruit juice, the fura nacumernatadas <laughs> uh, can interfere with your body's process of breaking down the drugs and sending the medicine where it needs to go. This doesn't mean it prevents the medication, sorry, the medicine from being effective. Quite the opposite. Instead, the body doesn't break down the medication and accepts it whole, which results in an extremely high dosage. This could potentially cause a lot of damage. For example, heart medications that are delivered uh, in too high a dose could lead to blood clots or arrhythmia. Blood clots. Sorry, I still have my invis, uh, what do you call it, my aligners in. I'm beyond the, the due date, but they're sending me new ones because they're like, oh, we can get a little bit more out of, you know, a little bit more movement. So. Still struggling with their looser after two weeks, they're looser. So I'm beyond the two week point as I wait for them to send me new ones. So they, uh, may, they do make, uh, you know, talking a little difficult, especially reading out loud, uh, too much of a sat, sorry, of too much of a statin could lower blood cholesterol levels way too far. So if you're on one of these medications and want to drink some fruit juice, try grape juice instead. But doctors recommend you drink a lot of water. And that my friends was my partners at portablepress.com. Uncle John's bathroom. Read the geese get goosebumps. And more than 199 perplexing questions with astonishing answers. Also, guys, I have partners at Absolute Comedy. Um, Absolute Comedy, clubs in Kingston, Toronto, Ottawa, Ontario. Um, I will be performing, uh, let me see, whip up my calendar. My computer is rebooting itself because it's downloading an update. And the iPad seems to be working, seems to be working. Let's take a quick look at the calendar. I will let you guys know some dates that yours truly will be in town. So, um, November... What the fuck? Okay. The calendar looks different on this. God damn it, guys. So much technical bullshit this week. Um, yeah, absolute comedy from November 12th to the 17th in uh, my hometown of Ottawa, Ontario. I uh, would love for you guys to come out. I will not be at the uh, Friday early show, November 15th. I will be hosting a show uh, just outside of town at a real nice venue, a place I love doing every week, sorry, year, and I can't wait to tell you guys about that. I will also be headlining Absolute Comedy Kingston January 15th through the 18th. Uh, and I will end there literally a day before my birthday. So Sunday, I will rejoice my, uh, my life. The fact that I'll be, uh, 37 years on this planet. Look at me, look at me. I'm, I, I should have been an adult long ago, 
but I am still learning. And then, of course, I will be headlining my home club in my home city at Absolute Comedy the 21st to the 26th of January. So I, I do Kingston, celebrate my birthday, back to the nose of the grindstone. I will be recording my album uh, the 24th and 25th of January here in Ottawa. So soon I've been talking with the web guy soon. We're going to create a, a direct link for you guys to be able to buy your tickets before anyone else. Um, I'd love for you to be there. I really would love for you guys to be there. If any of you, um, are not able to make it. I, uh, I know a lot of people that want to come out. They can't really afford it. We're going to try to come up with some sort of system that maybe somebody who wants to support, like the best thing for me is to have the, the, the place packed. It's pretty full all the time. I would love it to be packed with people who want to be there, who want to be, uh, you know, part of the recording and everything like that. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll come up with some sort of system, but, um, I'm basically, you know, everything is, is good. I'm going to, I may or may not have a story on the next episode. Um, about some shit going on right now, but everything looks like it's going according to plan. It's going to be great. Um, if anyone wants to support or, you know, um, like I said, the best thing you can do, come to the shows. If you can't make it, I'm going to come up with some sort of donation system where people can maybe send some money and I can get tickets for people who, um, can't afford to go. People that want to go just can't afford it. Something good. So we're all, you know, a nice little community of onesies helping each other out to uh, enjoy something special. Um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I just want to say like, I, I, I love you guys. Love having this thing out there every week, something for you guys to enjoy free of charge. And, uh, yeah. And this is something, if you want, if you want to turn around and uh, support, Hey, I would love, I would love that. It would mean a lot to me to, uh, to have you guys be a part, even if anybody, you know, even if any of you guys want to, uh, maybe pre-order the album, you know, if anyone wants to send stuff in advance to help with all the costs, well, you just consider yourself, uh, you know, when the album comes out, I'll make sure that you get one sent to you. You know, maybe we'll personalize it or whatever it is. Who, who knows? Again, as before, I've asked you guys, do you, would you rather have a digital copy or would you rather a physical copy? Uh, so far I've received zero pieces of feedback, zero. I would love to hear from you guys. If you were to get a comedy album, would you rather just a digital download code that would go onto your phone? Or would you like to have something physical, tangible with artwork and stuff like that, that you could, you could keep and hang on to. All right. That question is for you. Let me know. Um, but having said that a lot of great weeks at absolute comedy, there's great shows all the time. Check out absolute. Oh shit. I got to <laughs> fuck sakes. Got to go back to the sound card. Yeah. Check out absolute comedy.ca, uh, for shows in Kingston, Ottawa, and Toronto. Absolute comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on just for laughs, Netflix, comedy central, CBC's, the debaters, Jimmy Kimmel live, Conan, the Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back. Did I forget anybody? Certainly didn't. In fact, I've already reserved, <laughs> refute these uh, following books uh, on the previous podcast. But again, the one lost to the ages. You know, maybe someday, 30 years from now, when I'm super successful, I can tell the stories of how... You know, I was just, you know, distraught back when I was a comic worried about my whole career falling apart. Um, but in the meantime, I have a fucking awesome book in my hands. It's one that I've been very, very excited for. Um, I've had it on my list for a long time. It finally came out and DK was kind enough to send it to me. Um, it is called no one and no one will be shocked that I'm excited about this book. Uh, regular listeners, it is called board games in 100 moves, 8,000 years of play. Now, again, I'm going to Coles notes it because I, I, I talked about it at length in the last episode with my, my, my co-host. Um, this book is uh, a great, great book about board games and gaming in general. There's a great quote in it that says, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And that is an old George Bernard Shaw quote. They used it in the movie um, Tag, but I don't know if they, they credit him. And there's all sorts of little woke Instagram idiots that are like, and they post it like it's their thought. Nobody ever credited that. But, but again, this book talks about how since like, you know, the dawn of time, uh, as early as 3100 BC, uh, BCE, sorry. I don't know what the E stands for. Is it before Christ's, you know, 
it's not how you spell cru- crucifixion. Isn't that with the execution before Christ's execution? Is that what <laughs> I know that, uh, you know, before Christ it's supposed to be before his birthday or whatever, but that dude, I want to, I want to have like a, you know, a before Josh and then, you know, and in the year, uh, blah, 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 before Josh, you know, the old BJ days. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, this book, fuck, I'm so sorry, DK. I'm always making stupid, dumb jokes in the middle of reading their stuff. I love their books. I love their books. I love their books. Uh, one of the things I love about this, there's, there's a great introduction. There's a great forward to the book, um, describing a ton of great things and how important games have been over time. Uh, the game Senate or Sine or however you pronounce it, uh, S E N E T has been around for, like I said, thousands of years. There's been more than 80 sets excavated, but they've never been able to find uh, a set of rules for it. So it's basically just been theorized. Um, but there's lots and lots of great games. This has got a timeline right from the get go. It's got a timeline showing, you know, like the top 100 games. Um, it starts off really early from games that we've, a lot of us have never heard of. I think the earliest game in this entire, uh, list that I have heard of is, uh, the Romans game, nine men's Morris. Uh, that one's on here. I've heard of that. Um, there's also, uh, I'm trying to think backgammon is like the eighth oldest game from 500 CE chess from 600 CE. Um, so it's older, older games, uh, checkers dominoes predates playing cards. So just a heads up dominoes came in the year 1150 playing cards were in 1365. All right. Um, but it goes on, right? So we start to see games that we're actually familiar with when it comes to Othello, uh, Chinese checkers, liars. Dice is a popular one from the 1800s, but then, you know, we're, we're turn of the century snakes and ladders, 19 or sorry, 1890s. Um, this is just, I'm for, I'm just powering through this, but like games like battleship, monopoly, scrabble, Candyland, clue or Cluedo, however you say, uh, you know, depending where you're playing from diplomacy, Yahtzee, um, risk the game of life it's funny because like the first two pages right so from number one all the way to like number i'd say 38 is like from the year 3100 bce to like (laughs) diplomacy which is 1959 so we cover all of the early shit and then you just watch it explode in the 20th century with games like risk mousetrap the game of life um what else do they have in here? They have Dungeons and Dragons. So even though it's not a traditional board game, it is listed because it's been such a big thing from tabletop gaming, right? 1975, you got Connect Four, uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, which I thought was a much newer game. It's older than I am. Um, Jenga, Warhammer, Magic the Gathering, Catan, right? Carcassonne, Apples to Apples, which was the original Cards Against Humanity. Well, these things are all listed. And these are just the first few pages. This is just a timeline, guys. You know what I mean? So the book will go back through and, to, and it gives much more detail on games like Sonnet and things that are made with like uh, wood and stone and games without, I, I love the section with the games without frontiers where it's old, like cave drawings and things like that and pictures and art of people playing board games. And I love that in the early introduction, they were talking about how like even video games themselves when they came around in the, you know, the eighties, um, over time, like people have enjoyed playing video games, but the, the games themselves were, you know, moving towards like multiplayer, you know, having two players. And, you know, I remember being playing Nintendo games where they showed, first showed that you could connect a four player thing and have four controllers. It was like, Oh my God, this is gonna be amazing. You know, except there was games where you couldn't, you couldn't just do that. I remember the Ninja Turtles game. I wanted to play a plug plugged the, I bought the thing. Cause I was like, I remember playing that game in the arcade and you could play with four, all four turtles. And then I plugged this thing in. I saved up for it. I plugged it in. I bought two extra controllers and I plugged it in and then it just, it didn't play more than two players. And now that shit is listed on boxes of games, like, you know, multiplayer, but only one to two local and whatever. Anyways, the point being is that games in the grand scheme of thing, video games have not been around that, that long. And yet the most popular versions of these games now are all the multiplayer shit, right? When you think about playing stuff like, uh, uh, rock band and, uh, what's the other one? I was thinking Tony Hawk's pro Casino, not, but, but golden eye, right? Playing online shooters like GoldenEye and, and, uh, you know, uh, the the call of duties now and all the online games and playing on computers and multiplayer, like that shit is the playing together is a big deal, right? That's what we want to do. It's, it's fun to play by yourself sometimes, but we'd all rather be playing together. And this book, um, I don't say it's not so much about playing together, but it's about playing all these different games, the, the, uh, evolution of them. So from shuffling, um, to different kinds of cards and the different games are out there, the introduction of cardboard games, things like monopoly or whatever. If you're, if you like games, this is a great way to, to learn the history of them, to learn what they brought to the table. No pun intended, 
right? But it's a great way of looking at it. The the evolution of the plastic in, in gaming and things like that. It's uh it's a cool book. If you're like me, you like board games, why wouldn't you have a book to you know dedicated to learning so much more about them guys? Board games in one hundred moves, eight thousand years of play. I love it. It's going on my shelf, it's staying on my shelf for a very, very long time. Um I, I love it. It's a great little reference book. It's kind of cool. Um, and what's more relaxing than playing, you know, some games with friends, having a nice evening and well, a complete massage. That's what complete massage guys, Neil Yard's remedies, right? Complete massage, all the techniques, disciplines, and skills you need to massage for wellness. So this book again, gave it a much longer review on the previous episode. All I got to say is I love receiving massages and I do enjoy, you know, giving massages. Um, Sometimes it's just like a nice little neck shoulder massage to a friend or whatever it is, just if they're not feeling good. I like being able to help someone feel better. This book talks about all the techniques. There's lots of, of course, like anything DK, there's a lot of science in the beginning. Um, science in the sense that they're, they're backing up what they're talking about in the book. It's not just a book that says, hey, we're going to make claims. There's lots of things that show the nervous system, skeletal system, circulatory system. Um, you know, and, and all of that stuff is a good, you know, there's, there's aromatherapy stuff in here too. So if you're going to give massage, why not include the aromatherapy, the, the tools of the trade being prepared with the tables and stuff like that. Then there's a basic technique section. It goes further deeper. There's arrows showing how not only the techniques with your hands, but what movement ways you should be doing the different pressure points and things like that. It's a fucking amazing book. I can't, I haven't read all of it. I, I read all of the stuff and then I went into certain special sections um, but I, I went to it there's, but there's everything from like neck, head, she, they show you different types of massage and they show you the different areas of massaging on the body. And they even have a uh, hot stone massage type things, how to do sinus, like for, for people with sinusitis, how you can massage them to get rid of the sinusitis or at least to help with it headaches and migraines, um, all sorts of things like that. I mean, they do things like tennis elbow and stuff like that. I mean, they're big things for some people, but strains, cramps, everything like that. There was even a section on how to give massage to people undergoing cancer treatment, you know? So if they had a bad day or if they're not feeling well, how you can give them a massage and you can help out just to relieve some of the pains of that. Like it's, they're not fucking around guys. It's a good book. It's really important uh, to me. I, I I love this book. I can't wait to get through it. And I, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm you know don't start coming to me asking for free massages. You know, I I'm a big believer in hey, you know, especially in partners. You know, like we take turns doing massage. So if you guys are those friends that like to give each other massages, Chris, I know you and uh, Bex, you know, did do a little massage thing. This is a great book for you guys, right? You guys can fucking get good at it and do a good job. So complete massage, all the techniques, disciplines, and skills you need to massage for wellness. Great, great books this week, guys. So uh, thank you to my partners at DK. Always love that stuff. So coming up next week, so I had this in the last episode. I, um, I've i already been and gone, of course, but I will leave it for that episode, anyone listening. Um, I uh, theoretically... At this point in time, I would be heading to Thunder Bay to headline shows there for the weekend. I got that gig uh, the Monday. Booked my flight last minute, so it was stupid expensive. Uh, flew out to Thunder Bay, had some, uh, you know, or, or or I will be. Sorry, at this point, I'm still, it's in the future. It hasn't happened yet. It's not in my brain. So uh, that's uh, stuff that's going on, and I will tell you all about that in the next episode. Um, in the meantime, hey, guys, this is a, uh, a last minute thrown together episode number 125 alternate. Um from now on, I'm going to be very careful when I have uh, co-hosts to make sure that they just don't decide after the fact that they don't want to be a part of it. I, I get that things are scary in the world's fear, but when we give into it, it just makes it worse. That's the that's the bullies and the fear winning uh, on, on things like that. So um, hope you guys have a great week. Uh, for those of you who heard the previous episode, I hope you enjoyed it. I uh, would love to get your feedback on it. Um, and then, as I mentioned, for those of you who didn't, that episode will never exist to you. Um, I'm very sorry for that, but please know uh, that I'm all about, uh, honesty and being a good person. And, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sick of everybody losing things because, you know, other people want to take it from them or, or hurt someone who's done nothing wrong. So, um, if you're one of those people, uh, maybe stop pointing your fingers, go stand in front of a mirror and, and, and start looking, you know, you want to, you want to start digging in someone else's past to try to find something to hurt them with. Maybe dig around on your own a little bit first. And that's not me trying to hurt you. Maybe that's just trying to say that if you, you got something inside you that's, that's bothering you and you need to take it out on other people. You need to project that. Go figure out what you can be doing better for yourself. Go help somebody else instead of hurting somebody else. Uh, kumbaya, whatever. Fuck you guys. I love you very much. <laughs> I hope you have a great week and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>